1: I'm swinging from a seventh story window, throwing parties in a ten by seven cell. is bro. It's so a stand it the lengths I'll go To convince the whole world I don't need anybody's help Fuck
0: Yes, everybody, it is me, it is Matt Wright And I am here live on Thursday night With the writer's block, a Muddied Waters media Production. Uh, thank you to all of you who choose to spend your Thursday nights with me here on the writer's block. Uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank not only all of you fine, wonderful people who are out there, but allow me to thank the wonderful and fantastic Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut, the 15th, for this lovely kava that I am drinking on today's episode. Actually, that's a lie. Today, it was brought to you by Casey Nether Carbonell, the 12th. Uh, so thank you to Casey and, uh, to all of you for being here and to all of you and to Casey, I say, uh, if you are on YouTube, if you are on Facebook, if you are on Twitter, if you are on Twitch, if you are on, if you are in any social media watching this right now, hit the bell, hit the like, hit the, hit whatever it is that says that you enjoy this program, uh, hit subscribe, hit, hit share, hit. Hit every button that you possibly can on your phone screen right now because that is the easiest way to spread the message of liberty all across the interwebs and that is how we attempt to beat big tech. Uh, So, because we have to earn the money that makes this show happen... Real quick, this show is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, uh, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. If you want to become a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, all you have to do is go to muddiedwatersmedia.com slash store and get yourself a button. Uh, They are very nice buttons. I have one right here. Uh, You can see it. It's right here. Look, it's very nice. Uh, And you can pick up a button for $5 for the small one, $10 for the large one. Uh, And if you want to become a voting member, get yourself a shirt, which we don't vote for anything. So it doesn't really matter. The Gravy King. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, this is a high-end bag and accessory consignment store based online. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Uh, and you can consign with them for a 30% fee or 20% less than most consignment stores. Uh, you can find them online at luxury by Ashley.com or on the face on, on the Facebook, on the facebook.com in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Ashley, Jack Casey. I've made fun of this man for so many months now, and now I feel bad because he actually released his third book. But Crowned by Gold is now out. Uh, If you want to know which one that is, that's the one to the furthest right. Um, And uh, from what I hear, they're not bad. I mean... I'm never going to read them, but you should read them and tell me if they're good. Uh, I hear hear they are not terrible, so you should definitely get those. Uh, Cumberland Cannabis Co. is the viable, ethical, and effective cannabis straight from the Cumberland region of Tennessee. And Tennessee perfected whiskey, y'all, so you know that what they do with CBD has got to be straight fire. So go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com. To get on that Delta Eight from the Cumberland region of Tennessee today, Adderpan. If you want a game that's gonna scare the ever living crap out of you, you should get Adderpan. Um, It is filled with tons of jump scares and uh, or anxiety-ridden, anti-depression-needed moments, Um, and you can get it for five bucks, five dollars skip Starbucks tomorrow Buy Adderpan on steam. You will get all of the expansions for free. Um, and you can find out if you have what it takes to unravel the tale of this haunted school. Plus it's only five bucks. Like just, why not? Thomas Queter. He is rolling for, he is rolling for state Senate in New York because he runs better than Albany. Um, you should go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com, uh, to find out more about Thomas Queter's run or role for office. And uh, if you go to tomfor52.com slash FTG, you can join in the monthly meme contest and get merch. Uh, so everybody head on over to tomfor52.com to support Thomas Queter today. And Joe Solowski, he is running for governor of Pennsylvania. He is... You, if you live in the Pennsylvania region, you should definitely 100% vote for this man to give the world the first libertarian governor. And, um, yeah, so if you vote for Joe Siloski, he promises to make Pennsylvania mightier than the sword of oppressive government that Pennsylvanians have lived under for so long. I don't know if he actually says that. I do. Um, so vote for Joe Silosky. Uh So. My guest is on a bit of a time crunch, so I had to rush through those. Uh, Thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, Also, uh, I'm just very excited about my guest tonight. Uh, She has been on Muddied Waters. She's been on the Muddied Waters of Freedom. She has been on My Fellow Americans. She is now on the Writer's Block. She has been on with the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, I think she just has Jason left, and then she will have like run the gambit of every show. On Muddied Waters Media. Uh, So, my guest needs absolutely zero introduction. Everybody out there knows her. Everybody out there loves her. Please welcome with me the wonderful, the indelible Martha Buena. Hi. How are you?
2: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to spend here with me on a Thursday evening before your show. You have a show at nine and you're just going back to back
2: what we do it's what we do for freedom it is
0: what we do for that is accurate that is what we do for freedom um so it is (laughs) the way the way I usually like to start off most of my interviews is uh I like to ask my guest how it is that they came to the liberty movement or they came to uh become a libertarian and I'm certain that you have told this story a thousand times at this point but uh one more is not going to hurt you so how is it that you got here
2: how I got here. I was a Republican. My parents were Republican. You know, it's like the, uh, it's the Latin thing to do. Um, We're either uh, lifelong uh, Republicans or lifelong Democrats. And you don't move from that camp. My parents were lifelong Republicans. And um, I voted for George W. the first time you know, yeah. (laughs) you know, know. and then immediately thereafter, we had 9-11, and then we went to war, and I couldn't get the concept of why we were going to war, like, it just didn't make sense if people from Saudi Arabia had attacked the United States, why we were going to Afghanistan, it just, the whole story never quite added up, and so I realized after a while that I'm not down with war, I just don't think that it's, it, it was the right move. I didn't, I couldn't get behind it. And I started questioning whether I was a Republican or not. And, um, I have an uncle that was like, I think you're a libertarian. And I was like, a what? <laughs> i have never heard of the libertarian party back in, uh, 2000, 2001. And so I did a, a little bit of research and I was like, yeah, this is, this is a place for me. I didn't actually switch my registration, um, over. I went NPA and then, um, became an official libertarian in 2016.
0: Yeah, so that's that's not too far off from my story cuz I also voted for W. And uh, <laughs> I also <laughs> yeah, I also voted for W and uh it wasn't I so you got there a little bit quicker than me because I like I knew I wasn't a Republican. Um I knew I wasn't a Republican, but I knew I definitely wasn't a Democrat. And uh, I ended up taking, like, a world's smallest political quiz. And, I like, I got libertarian, like, hardcore libertarian. And I had to ask my dad. I was like, Dad, what's, what's a libertarian? And he was like, it's a Republican who smokes weed. Just vote Republican. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> and um, then after I was doing more research, I was like, yeah, I am a libertarian. And then after that, it was just libertarian 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 but I didn't actually switch my registration until 14 I think when I moved to yeah. Florida I mean
2: it's like a thing right you're like oh, I'm not really a libertarian at least you, you it's kind of like a it's not the cool thing it wasn't the cool thing to be so I was like oh. and then I um I started I actually went to Gary Johnson's inauguration party in Albuquerque New Mexico in 2016 that day I had you know worked the election polls um I actually got like gary johnson's home district and i kept meeting like people that knew him and they're like he's such a cool guy i was like great so you're voting for him and they're like oh no No. (laughs) i have to vote for either trump or hillary whoever you know and i was like no but you know the man right i thought for sure he'd win you know new mexico and so then i got really involved with the libertarian party of miami dade and became the vice chair and in order to become the vice chair i had to actually switch my registration right become a libertarian (laughs) yeah so so
0: i so i moved down to florida in 2013 yeah because yes the red sox won the world series that year that's how i remember that um so (laughs) i moved down here in 2013 and 2014 was when i started getting involved in the pinellas county uh libertarian party and i had gone to like a few meetings and they immediately asked me to be the secretary they were like you you should be the secretary because you were hilarious in the notes that you take during meetings, which is funny because I don't take notes during work meetings, but I was at these. And, um, and so they made me secretary, but I had to switch my registration uh, over to being a libertarian, so... That's how I became That's a, how they get you. It is.
2: For anyone watching, if you go to, if you show up to a Libertarian Party meeting, you are going to be dragged and drafted into chair, vice chair, secretary, something. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they get you.
0: That is. That's, that's <laughs> how they increase their registration is they just give you a position and say, but if you want it, you need to switch your registration over. And you're like, okay, cool. And then years later, you just never switch it back. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, I was vice chair for four years. Here I am,
0: <laughs> not so, going anywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, currently, you are running for county board of Miami Dade.
2: County commission. County commission. Commissioner my, of Miami Dade. Yeah, my notes are, are it's wrong. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can't keep them straight either. It's fine. I'm already right. a, a, a community council member, so it's a, it's. Just a little bit of a step up, but yeah, okay. it's a commissioner. It's a it's a big seat.
0: Very cool. And so how I know that uh you're doing a lot of work with People for Liberty and um that they're doing work they're helping you out on your campaign. So how's like how's the campaign going? What's it looking like for you?
2: Um, it is well I'm still a year and a half away from, okay. from election, so I wasn't sure if it was this year out. or
0: if it was it's 2022.
2: Okay. But it is, like I said, it's a big seat. Um, usually the people who win raise over half a million dollars. So, you know, it, it, I knew coming in that um, not having the Republican or Democrat establishment behind me, even though it is a nonpartisan seat, I was going to have a lot of work, of, an uphill battle, if you will. Right. So I wanted to make sure I got in really early and started early and, uh, just, you know, working hard.
0: Right. And I mean, that's what it takes. Like the, what I learned from my n- numerous campaigns that I've worked on, um, the person and I've worked on, you know, g- campaigns for Democrats and for Republicans and for Liber- like I've worked on a bunch of campaigns. If I believe in a candidate, I will work on their campaign for them. Um, I just usually pick libertarians to work on uh, because I agree with them the most. Um, right. But the people who knock on the most doors will win elections like these. Uh, not so much in like your, in like, uh, the presidential election or the Senate, those, those are, you got to knock on like every door and you have to talk to everybody, but for the more state centric and county centric, whoever knocks on the most doors wins. Um, so how, like, how's your ground game? Like, do you have a lot of people out doing the door knocking for you or? Um, not
2: yet. No, we, I have not. Well, yeah, I guess it's a year and a half (laughs) away. Yeah,
0: I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I I I was thinking it was in November, so I had like all of these things ready.
2: No, no, no. I haven't quite started that. But um, to be honest, the campaign is great and fine and dandy, but I'm really working on um, an issue that's near and dear to my heart um, and is really important to my community, which is the issues going on in Latin America right now, specifically Cuba. I happen to be Cuban. And I just set up an initiative to get medicine uh, with the help of People for Liberty that you just mentioned to get medicine to Cubans um, on the island because the healthcare system has completely collapsed and they are desperate. And so um, this initiative, I hope, gets me closer to my community as well. Right. Um, So it's kind of a double, you know, it serves dual purpose. I actually get to do something that helps people and also brings me closer to my community.
0: So I have, like, when all of the uprising and all the issues in Cuba were happening... Uh you, you saw it everywhere, but as of late you haven't seen a whole lot about it in the news. You've got Afghanistan going on, you've got President Biden constantly making flubs, um, you've got uh coronavirus like everywhere. Uh so can you give us a quick re we all know about like what happened initially. Where are we now? with how everything is going, because, uh, like I've, t- I've tried to research this and you can't really find articles. Shocker, out- right. Right. I know. And it,
2: it's not on the news. I mean, anywhere, anywhere. Yeah.
0: So if, if, yeah. if you can give us an update on everything that's going on in Cuba right now, uh, so that way people have an understanding of what's going on. Like we all knew at the beginning, but now we don't have a clue. Um, And that's coming from a person who reads news constantly. So if you can give us an update on everything going on right now, like, I think that would help out people a lot.
2: Absolutely. So, um, you know, don't feel bad. It's not on the news. You need to speak Spanish and probably be Cuban to be following stuff. Most of the news I get comes directly from the island um, because I'm in a boatload of chats with Cubans, <laughs> both here in New York and on the island. So um, that's where I get the ma- vast majority of the news. What's going on? Well, the uprising started, they started organically on July 11th and it was magical to see. Uh, Cuba's very much like, for people who aren't as familiar with Cuba, think North Korea. No information really gets out. Um, people can't really do much. It, it's very repressive regime. So on the 11th of July, they caught the government by surprise by just protests starting all over the place. Um, I want to say it was spontaneous, but it wasn't. It was coordinated. People kept hearing that they were going out to protest. And so more people would come out. And we had over 40 protests across the island, which is the first time in the history of Cuba that that ever happened. And um, the main reason that it was able to happen was because they now have access to the Internet and everybody has a gadget. This came about after 2018. So it's... It's very slow in in, in taking off. Um, and then the Cuban government, uh, they, the first day they kind of didn't know where to go. They caught them off guard. Day two, they knew exactly where they were going and they were going to repress people. There are over 800 people who have gone missing and or um, we can't find them. We don't know exactly what's going on with them. Um, there's tons of people that have died. Um, the Cuban government sent in the Black Berets, which is their top... Uh, repressive source and they would go into people's homes take young uh, especially young boys uh, 15, 16 year old into forced military service uh, there's tons of videos of them going into people's homes and just shooting uh, the people inside the home I mean it's I know that you know people hear these terms and like that can't possibly be true it is true it is true um, right. Yeah. Like, it is true it is absolutely horrific and so people are really scared at this point Um, the medical system in Cuba has completely collapsed. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. At this point, there's very few people who are still saying, but Cuba is the most wonderful healthcare system. I mean, they can't, most Cubans don't have access to basics. They don't have access to Tylenol, like things to lower your fever. So you think in the middle of a pandemic, while COVID is running rampant, um there are nothing. I mean, you can't go to a hospital in Cuba and get attention. There's no medical, uh, there's no oxygen on the island at this point, um, or very little of it left, like as in oxygen for hospitals. obviously there's well, oxygen like, there
0: I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I always no, knew uh, communist regimes, regimes were oxygen. bad, but they're they're pulling <laughs> the uh the the space balls where they're just taking the oxygen from people. That's
2: <laughs> hospitals in the hospitals they don't have oxygen um you know there's there's very few antibiotics antibiotics are selling for crazy amounts of money so azithromycin which you can get here in the u.s for under ten dollars right uh in cuba is selling on the black market for over three hundred dollars and that's if you can find it they just you know keep in mind that their monthly salary is about forty dollars so you know it's it's your yearly salary pretty much and if you if you have a you know, some condition that needs uh, antibiotics. It's, the situation is pretty dire. And the Cuban government came out and said, hey, everyone, if you want uh, to send, you know, people, we need things. If you want to send it, go ahead and send it. We are open for business. Just send us all your humanitarian aid. We promise we'll take it. And then they canceled pretty much all flights. So we how do you solve this problem? They need things. We have things we want to send them things. And then it is very incredibly difficult. It's taking about three months to get medicine onto the island. So if I send stuff today, uh, maybe by Christmas, they'll have it. And and that's like
0: as libertarians, we always kind of talk about how bad communist regimes are. And you've always got, you know, that that person at the bar at the kava bar that i hang out at or you know at school or wherever that you know the actually real communism (laughs) blah 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 um and
2: they never take i saw that meme in my head as you said that actually
0: actually um which is funny because i know a guy who says it like that and i always try to do his voice anytime i do um but they never take like they they hear about what's going on in cuba and the same people that will say oh they've got the best education educational system or they've got the best healthcare system down there or you know whatever and they'll hear about this stuff that's going on and immediately they switch from this is the best to well that's not real communism
2: right and right it's never
0: real communism it's right and if real communism had ever been tried whatever um <laughs> but like I've, again it's been a while since I've heard anything about Cuba because it, new news cycles in America are are, are like
2: nope. We're it, bunch. Right. We need we need Kim Kardashian to go back to Cuba, but like actually the real Cuba, not the Cuba that she went to, which is Havana, this very small touristy area where you know you can go and everything's fine. Right. Um, she needs to go back there so that people care.
0: Um. So. I wasn't going to say this, but somebody in the comments, um, XV passive VX right, on YouTube says uh, the U S government, let's talk about the U S government shutting down American citizens, wanting to help Cuba. Is that an issue that you've been.
2: Okay. Absolutely. So that what- is an issue. So, um, you know, back in 1994 we had the brothers to the rescue. Uh, it was an organization. Their whole mission was to educate Cubans about the realities of the islands. Cause I think it's hard for people in America to understand what it's like to live in a regime, again, very much like North Korea. Right. North Koreans aren't aware that the, how the rest of the world operates, right? They're not, they don't understand that we have cell phones and, and um, you know, you can just go to supermarket and buy whatever food you want, whenever you want, you know. Um, it's the same in Cuba. Now they're finding out because they have cell phones, they have access to the outside world. But back in 1994, they didn't have it. So brothers to the rescue. Their mission was to drop leaflets into uh, Cuban airspace and have it dropped down, so people could read about the realities of the world. Right. And those planes got shot down, um, and the uh, they were killed. I think it was two people on that plane. And so President Clinton wrote um, a proclamation 8687. Um, that I'm sorry, 6867. 6867. Uh, okay. Yeah. That. Um, blocks U.S. citizens from leaving the U.S., any U.S. port in, on your way to Cuba. So you don't even have to make it to Cuba. Just the intent of leaving the United States is enough to be convicted for up to 10 years, uh, given a fine of $25,000 a day, and they can take your vessel. Yeah. This is our free country. Our Free country. Free country. Yeah, it is going to shut us down. And that's before you even make it there and the Cuban government has the opportunity to seize your vessel and take you hostage and whatever else, you and know? So right. if you even leave, you have a problem. So yeah, I mean, we're being blocked. But but the real problem, and I, I do have a, a problem with people telling me about how um, the Cuban government do, does all these things, uh, or the American government is responsible, sorry, uh, for all these things. There is an embargo, The embargo against Cuba is against them getting credit from the United States. They have to buy things in cash. The United States is the number one uh, place where they get medicine, where Cubans get medicine. They have to import over 80% of their goods uh, because there is no industry. And this is a problem with socialism. We know Uh, things start falling apart. We're seeing it in Venezuela as well. So they need to import over 80% of what they get. um, And so, the reality is it's not the United States that keeps them in this condition. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, they don't allow planes to land. So the United States is people like myself We're saying, Hey, we want to send you goods. And they're like, yeah, but you have to get it here somehow. And by the way, there's no planes. And by the way, there's no cargo. And if you manage to send cargo, uh, make sure to send it only to a person that, you know, like you have to send 22 pounds as a maximum that you can send to to a person. If you send a cargo ship, if you send a container full, the government will just seize it and use it for their own sake. So it's, and, and, you know, it's funny because they do this all the time. They sell all the humanitarian aid that, you know, countries like Mexico and the U.S. and wherever we're sending humanitarian aid from the, from to Cuba, they keep it and they sell it in their dollar stores. Well, now it's Euro stores, but it used to be the dollar stores. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's not dollar stores like here in the U.S. where it's one dollar. I mean, like dollar as in they can pay if they have dollars. Got.
0: OK, I was like, OK, so they've got like their do- dollar generals. or But no, now, right? but no, it's, it's <laughs> if you have cash, you can buy things. Yeah. Gotcha. It, OK. Because yeah.
2: the other stores are like they have this booklet that you're entitled to buy, um, you know, like X number of pounds of rice or X number of pounds of beans per month. And they like mark it off. You still have to buy that with cash, but that you can buy with Cuban money.
0: Gotcha. So, are are people still like protesting in the streets, or has like the Cuban military basically shut that down because we aren't hearing about it as much anymore? There's a all. few
2: protests that have okay. happened, but um, it, again, the people were right. were given summary uh, sentencing for protesting, um, including children. I mean, I've I know of several 16, 17 year old girls. That are that were given year sentences in Cuba for protesting for just being there for just being there on July 11th, they have gotten a year, some a year sentence for, so for the simple crime. I,
0: I was gonna say, for the simple crime of wanting to get out of your house and like see something that's out of the usual, you got a year sentence at the yeah. age of 16 or 17,
2: yeah, or 17. Yeah, right. there is at least, I believe, four that I know of confirmed. I think there are more, um, you know, but yeah, people have been given really harsh sentences. Uh, You can, you know, anybody can do a Google search and just look online. um, There's several pages on, especially Instagram. Instagram is great. Um, And they have lots of videos of people just getting beaten up in their own homes for again, the crime of having gone to the protest on July 11th. So there, you know, there's a problem in Cuba. And, um people are scared people really are scared to go out so it's tough I mean it's tough to to it's tough for them it, it, it's really a difficult situation when you're you're getting in trouble you're getting your sentences for going out and protesting so you lose the interest in protesting yeah and and
0: yeah that makes sense um I, I like I, I I under I definitely understand that thought process where it's like well, why do i want to do this if i'm just going to disappear from my family for a year or more or forever um like what is this worth the risk that i'm taking um so i i, I do get that thought process um now i know that uh when you were you are my are you were born in miami correct
2: i was okay. i was born in miami
0: but you spent a number of years in venezuela Mm -hmm. which you say much nicer than I say, I say (laughs) Venezuela, when you say it, it sounds poetic. Why, thank you. (laughs) So can you, can you tell me a little bit about what the experience in Venezuela was like when you were growing up there? Because I imagine, and this could just be my ignorance, but I imagine that that would be very similar to what it would be like growing up in Cuba. Or was that completely different?
2: It was different only because I lived in Venezuela prior to the regime change. Okay. So um, I had been going back and forth to Venezuela my whole life. I was actually born in the U.S., but my parents were living in Venezuela. So we were all U.S. citizens. My parents were U.S. citizens. I was not an anchor baby. But um, I went to Venezuela for the first time when I was nine days old. So that's just to tell you, like, I've been back and forth to this country my, you know, pretty much my whole life. Okay. Um. And I left when I was about 15, which is in the 90s. Don't do the math. I'm old. Um, and <laughs> and um, right before I left, I left when um, Hugo, Ch- like right before Hugo Chavez took over after his first attempt against the president of Venezuela at the time, growing up there was wonderful. Venezuela was a very prosperous country. There was a lot of problems. I'm not saying it was perfect, um, but it was the petroleum capital of the world, Um you know, there were a lot of poor, there's a lot of poverty in Latin America in general. Venezuela is no exception. But the difference between what you can see now in Venezuela and what I grew up with is night and day. Venezuela has completely collapsed. Uh, to You know, it, it only took Venezuela 20 years to get where Cuba is now in 60. So um, they're on a, a downward spiral uh, very quick, but it's the same situation. There's no freedom. Um, inflation is, you know, thousands percent uh every year it's just people can't afford to live there's no security uh things don't work the oil capital of the world doesn't have any oil right it's <laughs> it's a disaster it really is um socialism ca- communism is the fastest way to go from you know prosperous a great society to uh,
0: right right start to, to not <laughs> right yeah to not start star trek lied to all of us um <laughs> So, I know that this weekend, you have a big event coming up uh, on September 4th at the... Do you should, want me to do it? Yes, please. Because I, I wrote <laughs> okay, it down so, somewhere, and I scrolled, and now it's gone.
2: So, Spike is here, which is super exciting. Right. Um, or he should be arriving today, I think. I think. I'm not sure on his schedule. Anyways. I was I was going to say, our- I just talked
0: to him, and he's still in South Carolina, so...
2: Oh, okay. Well then tomorrow, I don't know his, I don't know his, um, schedule, but tomorrow night in Broward County, we have an event supporting Mike Tremont's campaign. Um, Mm. so we have a dinner tomorrow and then the next day, uh, Spike is going to get so sick of seeing my face. Then the next day we have, um, (laughs) we have, uh, a rally, a Cuban, Cuban slash freedom rally. Uh, of course, we're including Nicaragua and Venezuela in this. These countries are really hurting. I know I've only been talking about uh, Cuba and Venezuela right now, but right. Nicaragua is another one that's on fire. I mean, they they have eight presidential candidates currently in jail. Like they just rounded them up and threw them all in jail. Other news that you don't hear about in U.S. news so Nicaragua, the dictatorship just decided to throw eight people into jail because they were running for president.
0: And, okay. So, so in all fairness, what I heard when you said that was these people were so corrupt that they threw them in jail because I was like, I was, I was thinking of for, like free country, like the way I see it, like, oh, these guys are corrupt. Let's throw them in jail. No, it's the other way. It's the government is so corrupt. They're throwing candidates in they're
2: jail. They're throwing any viable candidate into jail because they can't lie and say, oh, no, we're... We're having actual elections and then we're going to win. So when they realize that they possibly might not win, you know, what's the easiest way? They just rounded everybody up and threw them into jail. So this is a freedom rally for anyone. Everyone is welcome. If you like freedom, come to it. It's going to be on Saturday from 5 to 8 at Ruben Dario Park in Miami. And then immediately following that, we're going to have a very small, intimate dinner with Spike or with, Tasha's spouse
0: Tasha's husband yeah good good old Tasha's (laughs) husband
2: exactly and then the following day on Sunday we're going shooting which you know you can't get any more libertarian than guns and and shooting range and spike and what more I mean from what I understand uh that I saw online anyway I think you posted it
0: uh you you've recently discovered you're really good at archery I
2: did. Like, can I brag for a minute? Please. You have to understand, I am the worst at any sport. If there is a sport, I am—I was the last one picked my whole life. Like, I've never been good at something. And we go to this shooting range, which happens to have an archery range as well. And they're, like, trying to upsell us the archery. And I'm like, no, no, we don't need that. We just need guns. We're libertarians. And they're like, you have to try the archery range. It's so much fun. I was like, Fine. And we try it. And on my first time, you know, I had a bullseye. I was like, we definitely have to do this just because I'm good at it. There's something I'm good at in this world. (laughs) Well,
0: there are a lot of things you are good at in this world. You are a fantastic messenger for liberty liberty, and uh, you are a fantastic voice for all of the Cuban people and all all of the uh, Latin people uh, across the world who are searching for liberty. So, I mean, I thank you because, uh, as somebody uh, as passive on YouTube said, between Facebook bans and Cuba internet censorship, you are the only news outlet we have. Um, because this, you are where I get Cuban news from. You and, you and Zach, um, your co-host, like, you are who we get that news from because you can't find it anywhere else. So,
2: isn't isn't that amazing!
0: It's it's. Like, unbelievable. I didn't study
2: journalism. I I mean, this is just kind of like a thing that Zach and I were like, hey, we should do this thing. We should do this Hispanic outreach thing, and um, I have no skills in this. So I thought, thank you, I appreciate that. No, like,
0: and it's, <laughs> and it's true. Like, you are a messenger, You are a messenger for liberty on so many different fronts, and uh, I'm certain that I am not the first person to say this. But uh, we all thank you for being in this movement because you do fantastic job at getting the word of of liberty out there. Um, so you are better than just archery. You you have so many skills.
2: I mean, it's sports. Okay, fine. I you know, <laughs> at least in sports, it's a sport I can finally do. I can finally say that it's my sport.
0: That's, fair. That's my thing. That's fair. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that because I've never seen you shoot a basketball. Um...
2: Oh, you don't want to see that. That's really embarrassing. Trust me. You do not want to see that.
0: Well, <laughs> what if we could raise a bunch of money to watch you shoot hoops? Um, I would.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Can we do archery instead? Or something? <laughs> I've, I've shot eight arrows in my life. Okay. So I, I might suck at the ninth. I don't know. But... Fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so I... I want to give you a chance to uh, pitch everything. I know you have a show coming up in like 14 minutes. So uh, I want to give you a chance to pitch that to everybody, pitch everything uh, to everybody before uh, I let you go so you can get set up for your show. So just give everybody all of the information that you need to give them right now. And uh, I'll just say thank you for so much for spending the time on this Thursday with me.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So um, the most important thing is the Spike events. Guys, come see Spike Cohen himself um, and Tasha. I have to say, I think Tasha is the bigger draw. I think so. So come see Tasha. Tasha and I, I love Tasha. We're going to be there. Come hang out with us. Leave Spike to the side. It's fine. He, he doesn't He doesn't mind. He doesn't. Um, all of that information, I guess you can get it on either Spike's uh, Twitter or um Pretty much anywhere that you follow me. I've posted it to so much that you, it's just everywhere. Um, tinyurl.com uh, backslash uh, spike dinner for the dinner and spike shooting for the shooting event. Tinyurl. <laughs> and then um, you can follow me on Twitter, MarthaBueno18. And um, the two shows that we do, uh, we do uh, Libertad Hispano, which is the one I'm about to do right now, it's all in Spanish. And we do Latin Libertarians on the LP TV's uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook page.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much uh, again, uh, everybody. Show up to this event this weekend if you are going to be in the Southern Florida region of these United States. Uh, it's going to be a great time. You're going to get uh, you're going to get Mar- Martha Bueno. You're going to get Tasha. You're going to get Mike Termai. And Spike will be there. Um, so everybody- and
2: Zach. And, and my Zach.
0: Zach, and Zach, of yeah. course. Yeah, I can't forget Zach. We got to give
2: the girls some eye candy. We've got Zach. We've got Spike. You know, come on, Mike Tremont.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mike Tremont has ever been referred to as that before, but good for him.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey, look, we don't discriminate around here. Nope. There's something for everyone, There's right? We've got a little bit for of everything. <laughs>
0: everybody in the Libertarian Party. Well, again, thank you so much, uh, everybody. Tune in to their show in 15 minutes, which is in—that's the one that's in all Spanish.
2: It's all, all Spanish, okay. yeah. Um, those of you who speak Spanish and/or want to learn it,
0: tune in. <laughs> tune in again. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck at the event this weekend, and I will talk to you again very soon. I am certain.
2: Bye. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. Thank you so much to Martha Bueno for coming on tonight and spending Thursday evening with me, even though she had a show coming up in just a little bit. Um, She is wonderful and a great voice for liberty uh, for all people. Um, To everybody else, uh, to everybody else, um, thank you. I, I am glad that you all spent the time with me on this wonderful and beautiful thursday evening before the thursday this is the friday junior to a long weekend for many of us for me it's a little bit longer because i took tuesday off as well uh because on tuesday i will be seven years sober um so i am very excited about this weekend uh so to all of you thank you so much for tuning in now remember Remember that on Friday, tomorrow, uh, Cajun and Eskimo will be here on Muddy Waters Media live with a brand new episode of Cajun and Eskimo from bayous to igloos. And then Spike will be at the event on Saturday and Sunday uh, down in Miami. And on Monday, which is Labor Day, I'm not sure if Jason has a show, but I'm going to say he does. Uh, and you can tune in at eight o'clock for Mr. Murica The Bearded Truth, where Jason Lyon is going to do a deep dive into one of the issues that is plaguing our nation today. I just got a text from Superfan Sarah Anderig about our weekend plans, and I'm not reading that out loud. Um, but uh he will be talk, taking a deep dive into one of the issues that is plaguing our nation today and giving you the libertarian story on it. So that way, when you are out debating with a friend, talking with a friend, arguing with a friend, you have the arsenal that you need in order to uh, be educated in these debates and topics. Um, then on Tuesday, join me and Spike Cohen right here eight-ish for a brand new episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom where Spike Cohen and I are going to parse through the noise through the news parse through the news like the 2020 Wonder Boys that we are and then on Wednesday Spike has a brand new spanking brand new episode of My Fellow Americans with Corey DeAngelis uh, and that's going to be at eight o'clock next Wednesday the 8th And then, oh, sweet. Um, I just saw who my guest is next week because I usually don't look until now. Uh, And then next Thursday, I've got Magnus Panvidia. Magnus Panvidia is going to be on the writer's block, and I am very excited about that because that dude is awesome. So tune in next Thursday, 8 o'clock, for Magnus Panvidia joining me right here on the writer's block. Please remember to like, please remember to share, please remember to uh, subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to make sure that you never miss an episode of Muddy Waters Media. Do that right now. And if you are one of those old school listeners who don't enjoy taking a look at this wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous face that could be talking to you for this entire hour, and you prefer just hearing the sweet, sultry, dulcet tones of this voice, getting dirty looks. Um, go to anchor.fm/muddied waters where you can get all of the audio for every muddied waters media show today. You can also find us on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Amazon, on basically any podcasting platform that is out there. Uh, and you can find us on YouTube. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitch, We're on Twitter. we're, on, we're basically everywhere there too. Uh, so tune in to all of that. Um, uh, so how's everybody's day? Is everybody good? Is everybody good? I forgot to do part of my show notes, so I'm just gonna, uh, speak slowly for a little bit until I find what I'm looking for, um, huh, okay, so fun fact of the, fun fact of the week. A narwhal's tusk, this thing right here, this is a Jewish narwhal, by the way, Uh, a narwhal's tusk reveals its past living condition. Uh, So much like with the rings of a tree, uh, you can tell its age and provide clues to the life it has lived uh, by the tusk of a narwhal. So fun fact for you for the week. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Be sure to tune in tomorrow night for Cajun and Eskimo, uh, and then enjoy your long weekend. And we will see you right back here on Muddy Waters Media next week. Have a fantastic one for Muddy Waters Media and the writer's block. I am Matt Wright, and you are perfect just the way you are.
1: Swinging from a seventh-story window, Just throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. It's a So stand at the lengths I'll go To convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help